I got my peaches out in Georgia. Oh yeah. I get my from California. That's that. I took my chick up to the north. Yeah. I get my light right from the source. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Can I see you? Oh. The way I breathe you in hey. is the texture of your skin. I wanna wrap my arms around you, baby, never let you go. Ah, let it play. There's the Beebs, Justin Bieber, to lead us off on this Wednesday. It is November 10th, 2021. More on the Beebs here in just a second. As we say, good afternoon to everybody listening in Toronto on 640 Toronto. Those in Hamilton on 900 CHML. And, of course, those in London, Ontario, listening on 980 CFPL. Another glorious day right across the region. Enjoy it while you can. As Ross Hall was telling us yesterday, it's coming to an end, and coming to an end shortly. Winter is coming, my friends. And also coming up, you're going to hear from author Mark Schatzker. Now, he's written a new book called, this is really interesting stuff, The End of Craving, in which, Mary, he looks at the science of healthy eating, and he says it's not all about overcoming your urges, because we all get an urge every now and again for, uh, I don't know, a cookie or a, or a bag of cookies. Uh, but uh, he says it's understanding them, understanding your urges, and that you can actually, once you start understanding things, sort of rewire your brain when it comes to uh, food and healthy eating. It's a fascinating interview. And I mean, we, you know, we've all been uh, indulging in some, uh, you know, tempting treats over the course of the pandemic. So trying to get it back in perspective, you know, and say, okay, I, I like sugar, but do I need sugar all the time? You know, mm-hmm. it's a good reminder. Okay, so what is your go-to? What is it, what is it that you crave? Uh, as you mentioned, and you know, you're so right. We've all been uh, a lot of people like you working from home throughout this entire pandemic, and uh, perhaps uh, you know the pantry's been a little too close at hand at times. Uh, what is the first thing you reach for? Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. I, I, my answer is always chocolate. It's like you know, I try and do the good thing and to have the dark chocolate, but anything with chocolate is always my number one. Yeah, I love these things, and I mean, some of it is obviously based in science, but we tell ourselves we're doing we're doing something good for us, right? Oh, have sure. the dark chocolate. It's good for your blood. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I keep telling myself. Yeah. Dave, how about you? You got a go-to when it comes to cravings? Yeah, the Doritos. Got to have those Doritos. The nacho cheese ones. I'm not a big fan of the Cool Ranch like everybody else's, uh, but I'll have the barbecue as well. But the original nacho cheese Doritos for me, I can't resist. And See, I'm trying to stop. I'm really trying. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we part company. Uh, chips for sure. But when it comes to Doritos, and I love a good Dorito, but uh, I love the Cool Ranch much you more do? than the original. <laughs> yeah. I know some people love it, some people don't like it. I'm one of those that don't like it. I just, I don't know, I don't want ranch anything. Mm-hmm. I'm ranched out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about the, uh, there's a spicy... Uh... Oh, the sweet chili heat ones? Thank you, Yeah, yes. but you can't eat too many of those. Watch me. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Challenge accepted. So, yeah, I love that yeah, flavor. That one, remember when they used to have the roulette ones, too, where they had the spicy, the regular, and then the really hot one? Oh, my gosh. Bring those back, please. Is that where you dipped your hand in the yeah, bag and they were all in there? Whatever. You didn't know what you were going to get? Nope. Kind of like bits and bites? Exactly. Different ball game, different handful every just time? Scoopful and just down it. Yeah. I'm with you on the savory. I'm with you on the chips. Although my go-to, you know, is the Miss Vicky's spicy dill pickle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are really good, too. So good. So good. And you know what's good with the uh, spicy dill pickle chip 
is I've just recently discovered, uh, and I'm not making this up, this actually exists, spicy dill vodka. Yep. Oh, man, yes, yes. <laughs> I remember we talked about that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Two great tastes that go great together. What's the only mm-hmm. thing better than spicy dill chips? This is when you got spicy dill vodka to go with it. So. Wash it down. Yeah. All right, well, here's something uh, we all crave. Tim Bits, or should I say Tim Biebs. Yes, you heard Bieber mm. off the uh, top of the show, and Tim Hortons has announced they are teaming up with Justin Bieber. Have a listen to this. I have a seat. We have some coffee for you. and I'm just going to take you through it. Mm-hmm. So, Justin, you know you've always loved Tim's. Obsessed. Which is why we're so excited to partner with you to create brand new Timbit flavors. Let's go. Let's go. Brainstorming. Brainstorming. Could you imagine if we did a birthday cake waffle Timbit? Oh, my. Yes. Yes. I can't even read my writing. It's so good. Think, think. Apple, banana. Apple. Mm. No. Mm. Thinking cap. Put on the thinking cap. Yeah. Apricot latte. Yes. No, that's weird. Sorry. Think, just think. Yeah, get it out. Sour cream chocolate chip. Yes. 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 What if we do a chocolate white fudge? There it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now all we need is a name. Timbits mm. by Justin Bieber. Mm. No? no. Justin Bieber's Timbits. I got it. Timbeebs. It's perfect. Introducing my new Tim Biebs. Birthday cake waffle, sour cream chocolate chip, and chocolate white fudge. Only at Tim's. Okay, there you have it. Tim Biebs. This uh, starts at the end of the month. Uh, three new uh, flavors, as you just heard there. Starts uh, November 29th. Let's welcome in our branding expert, Mike Leon from Brand Heroes Marketing. He joins us now here on Global News Radio. Hey, Mike, good afternoon. Hey, Jeff, how you doing? Hey, I'm well, thanks. All right, this is a pretty big partnership by a couple of Canadian icons, quite frankly, Tim Hortons and uh, Justin Bieber. Uh, why is this pairing, why do they think it's going to work? What's the advantage for Tim's here? <laughs> well, you know, as you know, Jeff, you know, Tim Hortons has certainly drawn some fire over the last little while, just like how big they've gotten and, you know, whether they're moving away from, you know, what really made them big to begin with, you know, the Canadiana, the folksy kind of charm, And, you know, Justin Bieber, you know, say what you will about his brand and just his own progression, but he's always been very, very proud to be a Canadian, still has some very strong roots, um, you know, certainly in these part of the woods with, uh, you know, with Stratford and Southern Ontario. So I think what's interesting about this is it allows, it checks a few boxes of being Canadian, of having that Canadian pride, but, you know, it also helps Tim Horton stay relevant to a demographic that arguably they may be slipping in. So I think there's a couple boxes that this checks and it, it, you know, the hope is that they'll create some believers out of people. I (laughs) I see what you did there. I see what you did there. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Let let me ask you about this uh, because I think you're absolutely right. I mean, this once again cements uh, Tim Horton's relationship with this country, with uh, Canada. And I'm actually thinking back to an ad they had, I think a couple of years ago now, uh, featuring uh, Wayne Gretzky. They had uh, Gretzky as their uh, spokesperson, and he was reminiscing about going to Tim Hortons with his dad playing hockey. So this is just another continuation or extension of that? Well, I think so. Now, I think, you know, what what is kind of interesting about this is, you know, anytime you kind of riff on or iterate on a classic recipe, you know, you, you get people who are excited about it. And then you get people who say, well, wait a minute, why are you messing with what I love? And, you know, I think a contrast to the Gretzky ad is that that very much played on the nostalgia factor. And it really kind of tugged at the heartstrings of people who have known the brand for a really long time and, you know, associated that with hockey for a long time. The, the the Bieber promotion kind of takes this in a different area. And I'm not saying it's wrong, but, you know, first of all, 
it's completely changing the name Timbits for a brief period of time, which is clever, but there might be some that are like, okay, wait a minute, you've changed everything I've known. Now you're changing this too. So I think that's something that the brand has to be careful on. But again, you know, brands that kind of sit on their laurels too much run the risk of becoming irrelevant. So I think, you know, this is uh, this is an important balance to strike, but I think there's there's potential that it could be really good for them. And does this give Tim Hortons some hipness, an injection of a hipness, as you mentioned before about to Justin Bieber, maybe his core audience, core demographic, uh, maybe doesn't see Tim Hortons as their first choice, but might now? Well, you know, I think it does, Jeff. And I think, you know, the other thing, and maybe I'm reading in too much on this, but both the Tim Hortons brand and the Justin Bieber brand has gone through their fair share of struggles. And, you know, they've persevered. They've kind of found their own truth. They've, you know, they've continued to try and innovate and they've tried to kind of find the best way forward. So I don't know if that's a story that, that either brand will tell, but I think there's some striking similarities there that make this logical in a lot of ways. And then I think, you know, you bring in the cool factor and you bring in the age factor. I think that also becomes a very important consideration too. Yeah, is there, and I guess you're sort of alluding to this, is there some danger involved in taking your brand and associating it uh, with a, a celebrity? I mean, is it a bit of a roll of the dice? Absolutely. You know what? It is always a roll of the dice because, you know, humans are imperfect and they do stupid things sometimes and, you know, they get in trouble. And, you know, time and time again, we've seen examples where brands have partnered with celebrities and, you know, those celebrities um, may end up in a little bit of hot water. So, I think there there is always the risk, um, but you know at the same time too. I mean, brands are you know are, are built for people. They're built by people. Um, I think of brands like people, where they have personalities, they have values, they have beliefs. So I think you know there there are a lot of risks that come with partnering with a celebrity. But I think you know to make your brand really relatable and really human, I think having that human factor and that partnership could be a real plus too. Yeah. Do we know how much celebrities still move the needle when it comes to merchandise, when it comes to people selecting one brand over another? I mean, do we expect a lot of the, you know, quote unquote, believers to all of a sudden abandon, I don't know, Starbucks or maybe their local coffee shop? Because now all of a sudden, uh, Justin Bieber has got Tim Bieber's for a few weeks. (laughs) Well, you know what, Jeff, like one thing's for sure, there'll be a ton of people measuring this on the back end. And I think you know, there's a couple of ways to kind of measure it. I mean, one is, you know, certainly, you know, does this drum up awareness? You know, are more people watching the videos or more people commenting on social? You know, that's a big thing. You know, does that translate to more awareness and more love for the brand? And then I think, you know, to your point around, does this move the needle around sales? I think one very interesting thing that makes the connection between being aware about a product and, and really wanting to buy the product is, you know, a lot of marketers call this the toothpaste test of when you're walking down the aisle and you're looking for toothpaste, does a particular brand of toothpaste come to mind? And when it comes to coffee, when you're craving a Timbit or you're craving a coffee, does Tim Hortons come to mind? And I think having a name as catchy as, as Justin Bieber and a product as catchy as Tim Biebs, I think could very well move the needle on that. What I'd be really interested to see is what happens to the sales of other products. Does this take away from that? Does it complement that? Does it help push them in a new, new direction? Or where does that kind of land at the end of the day? And to that point, they are not taking this lying down. Starbucks, uh, there is uh, rumors out there, Mike. I don't know if you've seen this or not, but they've partnered with Taylor Swift. 
and they're about to uh, announce a big marketing campaign with T Swift. So I don't know what it is about these coffee shops and singers right now, but uh, we're going to have a battle between Starbucks and Timmy's and Taylor and the Beebs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know what, Jeff? Like, this isn't anything new. In fact, you know, there was a period of time where brands would even go beyond having spokespeople and they actually hired celebrities in like real employee roles. Um, Blackberry did this. Polaroid did this. They hired Lady, Lady Gaga as their creative director. Um, and, you know, it was, it was seen as a gimmick for a while. And it really was a gimmick for a while. And then the brands kind of cooled it. And then they kind of resurged by having these partnerships with celebrities to do more than just be a spokesperson, but to actually really influence what the brand creates. So I think we're seeing a lot more of those meaningful partnerships where it's, you know, it goes way deeper and it actually goes into how the company runs. So that'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, and just finally, are Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift, are they kind of an anomaly when it comes to uh, celebrities? Because I think their appeal is so vast and so wide across so many spectrums and demographics. I mean, it's going to appeal to uh, the older demographic, uh, the younger demographic. Well, you know, in a lot of ways, they certainly are a dream come true for a brand because when a brand spends that kind of money, they want to know they can cast as big a net as possible. So to your point, having a celebrity that really transcends a whole bunch of different audiences is, is great news. I feel like that is tricky. And, you know, I think there are there are definitely celebrities that do transcend audiences, but I think more and more you're finding um, folks and spokespeople and celebrities that speak to very specific groups of people. And I think that's okay as long as the brands know how to properly harness them. All right, Mike, really appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you, Jeff. All right. And I know you got that date uh, circled on your calendar. November 29th is the first day you can pick up a Tim Beeb. <laughs> There's uh, Mike Leon for Brand Heroes Marketing. We'll take a break and we're back here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.